0: Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica.
1: Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. I'm being joined by Michelle Seaton. and she is a board member and the social media coordinator with the Almost Home Canine Rescue here in the Sioux Empire. You know, there's a lot of great organizations here. Michelle, hi, number one. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here this morning, and there's a lot of stuff about your organization that we have to get to, including the annual Day of Given happening on Tuesday, November 29th, and you've Benefit a lot from those donations. But before we get into all that, let's
2: talk about Almost Home Canine Rescue. When did this organization start? Absolutely. So Almost Home Canine Rescue originally started um, in Madison, South Dakota back in 2003. So um, it's been around for quite a while in the area, but um, it reestablished in Sioux Falls in 2018. So we took over here in Sioux Falls um, just a few years ago. Now, this is kind of a pun here.
1: Rough estimates. <laughs>
2: How many dogs would you say are with Almost Home Canine Rescue? Right now, we have about 80 dogs in our care. Um, Year to date, we've we've adopted out. We're creeping up on 1,300. Mm, wow. Yeah. And then we do also have cats. We can't forget the cats. Uh Um, So I know we're almost home canine rescue, but we... With cats. We are are also feline friendly. So right now we have, um, I would say, about 35-ish cats. And then year-to-date, we've adopted about 230, I would say. So oh. now,
1: yeah. mostly when these pets are adopted, not a lot of times we know their background story or where they come from. So where do those dogs and cats mainly come from when they come to Almost Home came and I Rescue?
2: Right. So all of our cats, we still um, have our partnership with the Madison Pound. Mm-hmm. So all of our cats, we strictly take them um, from the Madison Pound. So... Our dogs, however, we have a partnership with the Cheyenne Reservation. Mm. So those dogs are usually strays, unwanted litters. Um, So we, yeah, we don't know their background. Usually the most question we get is what breed is it? What kind of dog Mm -hmm. is it? We don't know. And we've taken our most educated guesses in, in the past and we've been so horribly wrong. Uh, we've thought that a dog was a Chihuahua once and it ended up being a 60 pound Husky mix and that was we're so sorry uh, so um, yeah so we don't know um yeah history background sometimes we do uh, there you know people that can surrender the dogs to mm-hmm. the shelter there on the reservation if they can't no longer able to take care of them or you know just finances. So sometimes we can get a little bit of a background or a history, but most of the time, we're really unsure. Um, so not like 98 percent of the dogs there um, are from the here local in South Dakota. If we have fosters available, if we have homes available, um, we do accept owner surrenders, so people moving or, like I said, just can't take care of their dogs anymore. Sometimes, um, elder, you know, whatever circumstances there may be, they contact us and say, "This is X, Y, and Z. Why I can't? I need to surrender my dog." If we have homes available, we'll go ahead and and take on um, their their dog or cat for or dog for them. Sorry, and then um, sometimes we'll do in emergency situations mm-hmm. breeder releases as well. So now going back to when almost home
1: canine rescue first became what it is today what was the need to bring this
2: organization to life here in the sioux empire just the majority of all the unwanted litters um the amount of strays basically in in that uh rural area in the cheyenne you know the reservation Mm -hmm. um lots of medical cases too the and the lack of You know medical care the lack of resources Mm -hmm. that they had to take on these these dogs in need so um we had the we had the resources we had the people willing and able to take that on and we we just yeah we saw the need and we're like crazy enough to do it i guess (laughs) (laughs) what's the mission of almost home canine rescue um i guess you know simply put we just we dedicate our hearts and time to rescuing and saving and mending and then eventually finding the the perfect homes for as many local dogs and cats that our finances allow so that's about it
1: when dogs or cats are brought to the organization can you give us kind of a look at what their life is like
2: once you do have them in your possession oh they've got it good. (laughs) They're living their best lives when they come to us. Um, So we don't have a physical shelter. We don't have like a, you know, a physical place that people can come Mm -hmm. see um, our animals. So all of our dogs and cats are in foster homes. So once they come to us, they find a foster home. They are in Um, Each individual home, we like to call it they're learning how to dog or they're learning how to cat in a family. So that means our foster families are teaching them how to, you know, they're teaching them potty training. They're teaching them kennel training. They're teaching them how to integrate into a family and preparing them for their adoption or, you know, preparing them for their forever family. So we really provide this dog or cat with everything that they need. And that includes... Vetting as well. We provide all of their vetting prior to adoption. So preventatives, all of their um, age appropriate vaccines, um, spay, neuter. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, any medical necessary like surgeries, emergency, things like that. We pay for all that and make sure that everything is good to go before their adoption.
1: If you are just listening, I'm being joined by Michelle Seed, and she is with almost Home canine Rescue. so Michelle, how did you come across this organization?
2: so I've been family friends with our director Katie Day for years and years um she's she's been friends with my with my sister, so i um Knew she was eventually gonna rope me into it, so I was like, "I'll just, I'll just, you know, get into it before she's she comes knocking on my door." But um, and I'm I'm just a crazy dog lady anyway, so I'm like, "Oh, Oh, it's easy to
1: bribe when there are dogs involved." I know,
2: I know, I I like dogs more than
1: people most days. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Let me tell you, what gets you excited about almost home canine rescue besides the dogs and the cats? Yep. Yep. Um,
2: I think it's just. You know, the thought of all the helpless animals out there, knowing that there's a need for them, knowing that without foster homes, without rescue in general, um, that they wouldn't be alive, simply put. I mean, I know it's kind of morbid thinking about that, but it's mm-hmm. true. I uh, It just, it breaks my heart thinking about it, um, so That is what motivates me and strives, you know, gives me that excitement like I have to do this because there's so many animals out there. There's so many of those cute little puppy faces that Mm -hmm. need the love. And then I do, you know, I love the seeing the transformation from day one when we get, you know, a dog or a cat and they might be scared. They might be hurt. They might be like What's going on? they might just you never know that history that they have, so from day one up to adoption day, when they have nourishment when they have they're healthy or when they're just so happy it's it's amazing, and it just you know i get i get teary eyed i've I've fostered since two thousand eighteen and I've had you know. A revolving door of dogs in my house and it's I still I still get emotional every dog that gets adopted it's because I can literally see the smiles on the faces and just every adopter too it's they're so excited to welcome a new a new pet to their their family a new a new family member so I that's what makes me excited.
1: Yeah, we'll get into more about your fostering stories there. But as we mentioned before, Almost Home Canine Rescue really relies on donations from the community. So before we get into the National Day of Giving, what do you think this organization needs right
2: now? Um, Funds. (laughs) Always, (laughs) always funds. Always. Uh, Yeah, we are volunteer-based, 100% Mm -hmm. um, volunteer-ran. So none of our None of our board members, none of our volunteers, none of our fosters, none of us are paid. Um, like I said, we, the rescue, pays for everything as far as the vetting, the supplies, all of that. We rely solely on donations from the community. We have a team of amazing volunteers who research grants and apply for grants. Aside from their full time jobs, um, and just that's all they do for for the rescue. So, um, and we're still scraping for pennies and, you know, we try so hard to, to keep afloat. So we do, I mean, I feel, I feel sometimes bad on our social media. We're asking for donations and please help, please help. But it truly is all of our, all of our money goes, you know, back into all these animals. But so we're always asking for funds and it's, it's really helpful when people do even $1. It it truly helps. Um, But also we do need foster families, uh, volunteers for various jobs right now, Um, even like kennel cleaning, van or transport van cleaning. There's little odd jobs that we're always asking for help to do. So we, anything helps us.
1: Yeah. So Tuesday is the National Day of Giving, just after Thanksgiving on November 29th. Let's talk about what you guys are asking for this day of giving. I believe you also have a pretty cute name for it too that you're calling it.
2: Well, we just we just call it DOG because it literally spells dog. That's <laughs> all I mean the day just, of dog yeah day of Dog. <laughs> so that's all we've you know that's all we've just called it. So we sometimes we go with a theme. I think this year we're it's just dog. So that's usually what we do, but yeah, it's our biggest, biggest fundraising day of the year. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty exhausting. It's 24 hours, the, you know, from midnight to midnight, you know, it's, it's all, we're kind of running around like crazy zombies by the end (laughs) of the day. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal.
1: We already talked about when someone donates, where that money goes. Now, why is this day so important to
2: almost home canine rescue well we we do we put a lot of work into this day because we partner up um with local local businesses we um try to make partnerships and um really long-lasting like i said long-lasting partnerships with local Businesses to promote um, not only our rescue but their their business to raise money. Um, like I said, every penny goes back into our animals or the community, whether that be their vetting, care. We do all of our vetting at T Vet Clinic. Um, any supplies that they need at like local pet supply stores, um, training or boarding at local businesses such as like Nerdy Canine Academy or Dog Days. So, this um, day of giving, we have partnered with Solid Core. So they're doing workout classes, four classes. Two of them will have dogs available, so there will be dogs running around doing workouts with you. It's
1: like yoga, but cuter.
2: (laughs) Yes. So, and we also have. Oh my gosh, we have so much going on. I can't even like my brain. We have Splash Bark um, at SDK South. There um, will be um, free will donation. You can go and have a pool party, splash bark party with your with your dogs. Um, Woofs and Waves, they have refillable treat do- treat jars that you can donate and refill your jars up. So many things going on. Absolutely. If
1: you are just listening, I'm being joined by Michelle Seed, and she is with Almost Home Canine Rescue here in the Sioux Empire. Now, you mentioned before, that you really need fosters. And you've been a foster multiple times. So what is yes. it like to be a foster for these dogs that have come into your life and really become
2: a part of your family? Um, it's it's really amazing. It's rewarding. It's fun. Sometimes it's difficult. I won't lie. There's some that I'm. it's easier to say goodbye to than others. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the we we help every foster along the way. If you're having struggles with a foster or if you are having, you know, any questions, we our leadership team or, you know, our veteran fosters will we'll help you and will answer all the questions. We also work with um a behavioral trainer at Nerdy Canine Academy here in town and she's she's on it and she'll help us you know, with training or stay and train anything like that to if if the foster is having any kind of behavioral issues or training issues. So we're really I mean, we're in it to help this dog um, or cat even be successful. So and we'll do it until that dog is is ready to be adopted. So have you been a
1: foster fail. For anyone who doesn't know what that means, it means once you foster a dog and if you grow really attached to it, (laughs) you end up adopting the dog, which is great, Yeah, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, wait a minute, I just wanted to foster. Has that happened to you before?
2: You know, I am so proud of myself. I have not foster failed, which is so surprising. I think we're on... Like number sixty or so oh my of gosh. fosters. Yeah, if it were up to my husband, we probably would have had six foster fails by now. Oh my god! At gosh. least, at least, <laughs> I swear every single foster that comes in our in our door, he's like, "Oh, I think we should keep this one." I'm like, Mm-mm, "No, see, this is what's wrong." Yeah. <laughs> so nope. I you know I love every single dog yeah. that that we have. Every single one keeps, you know, it has a special place in my heart. But if we kept all, if I kept all of them, then I wouldn't have room for another foster. I wouldn't be able to save more dogs. So that's just what I keep telling myself. They're they're all so important to me, and I do love each and every one of them. But I want to keep fostering. So that's that's why I can't tell. I can't tell myself, you know, to keep every single one of them it's but it's tough I, it is you tough you can't I, cross that line i know i know i and you know my personal dog right now she's she's getting older and so i'm like oh maybe maybe but no we'll just see one day <laughs> one day once again it's michelle
1: seed and she is with the almost home canine rescue here in the sioux empire what is that
2: website off the top of your head it's pretty simple. It's just rescue.com. And they are very active on social media,
1: including their Facebook page. Yep. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> we are. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Once again, Day of Giving is Tuesday, November 29th, and consider donating to the Almost Home Canine Rescue organization. We'll be right back your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state of the art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help.
0: You have nothing to lose. To get your free inventor's information, call 1 800 352 1609. That's 1 800 352 1609. Again, 1 800 352 1609.
1: Welcome back To another edition of Sunday Focus. Lots of great events happening around the Sioux Empire, lots of great venues for those events. One of them is the Canton Performing Arts Center, and someone that knows a lot more about it than what I do is Dr. Dan. Hey, Dr. Dan, welcome.
0: Hello there. How are you today?
1: You know what? I'm doing really well, especially since we're going to be talking about this great venue that's here, the events that are coming up. But before we get into any of that, let's talk about the venue itself, the Canton Performing Arts Center. Where is it located? When did it first open? Stuff like that.
0: Well, our Performing Arts Center is going into its fourth year. It opened in November of 2019, uh, It was built by the the Canton School District after a bond issue passed uh, to get it built as well as some additional work done on our elementary and high school. It seats a thousand people and it's a state-of-the-art um, facility. Uh, it was engineered with uh, sound and, and performing sight lines in mind. Uh, it's got uh, 750 seats on the main floor and 250 seats in a balcony. There isn't a bad seat from both a sight line and from sound in the facility. has a full theatrical fly and actually has an orchestra pit uh, built into the stage, um so that it can be used for musicals and a variety of events, great load-in and load-out facilities, and it's attached right to our high school. Um, it's a tremendous gift that the members of our school district and community gave to our community. Really enjoyed four years of cooperation, if I if you can, with the school district. So
1: it sounds like a great venue.
0: It's beautiful.
1: How did you get involved with it?
0: Well, I. Um, I've always been uh, a lover of the arts and a variety of things and and um, a member of the community now for close to 40 years, and I looked at the opportunity to be part of uh, bringing more people into our community so that they can see what we have. Um, and I, quite honestly, I was asked. And so somebody said, hey, you want to join our group? And I said, oh, it sounds like an interesting Thing to be involved with and I can make a difference so that's kind of my pay it forward project if you will
1: yeah so you said it opened four years ago so it's still fairly new here around the area and there's already been some big events that has taken place can you tell us about some of the shows that have happened there
0: well we've we've had the South Dakota Symphony uh, the string quartet and the wind quintet uh, this Just this last summer, we had a Johnny Cash tribute concert by James Garner. Uh, it was very successful and, and a lot of fun. We've had um, a variety of music events. We've had some uh, Augustana Jazz Band members down. We've had uh, a group out of the Twin Cities called Ring of Kerry, which is an Irish band that performed at the Sioux Empire Folk Festival or the uh, Friends of Old Time Music Festival down at Newton Hills. Um, so, uh, plus we have a very large Veterans Day program that happens every year, and that was actually the original event. The opening event was a our Veterans Day program in 2019, and actually uh, it was filled. There weren't uh, any seats available in that for that Veterans program.
1: I know that the Canton Performing Arts Center not only helps support other events, but you guys also have a lot of big shows coming up. So first, tell us about some of the shows that you have coming down the pipe.
0: Later on this year, uh, in December, we're partnering with the Goodnight Theater Collective out of uh, Sioux Falls. They're going to open their show, Little Women, uh, in Canton on Sunday, December 11th. And then the following week, two weeks, they will be performing at the Belbus Theater at uh, the Mary at the uh, Washington Pavilion, in the spring we've we've partnered with the South Dakota Symphony again to bring uh, their musicians to the Performing Arts Center, and we're going to end up in April with the Heartland Jazz Band, about a twenty musician band from Augustana University, uh, will be there at the end of April, uh, performing kind of jazz and swing music. And we're going to be looking for something like um, Johnny Cash for the summer. So we're still working on that.
1: Yeah, uh, lots venue. of exciting shows happening. Any show that you're particularly excited about?
0: You know, I like I like them all. I think um, we're going to be bringing a kind of a variety of of uh, uh, entertainment to the community. I've you know I've had people say, well, I don't know if I want to come and listen to the symphony. And I said, have you ever listened to a symphony orchestra? No well, how do you know you wouldn't really enjoy it? And it's fun having the symphony because they ask for one microphone, and that's just for somebody to tell them the audience what piece they're playing because their instruments take care of the amplification by themselves. And in our auditorium, it's really a rich, rich sound that they will hear. And so we like to bring uh, opportunities to our community to listen to a variety of kinds of um, music and other performances and so we're also excited about the play coming in december we think that'll be uh, really exciting and our our own high school musical department, music department is doing uh, some musicals this fall. They haven't released what those will be yet, so I can't tell you what they, they will be, but they've been a lot of fun as well.
1: High school musical, maybe? When you uh, said that title, it got me yeah. thinking, Dr. Dan. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. I know that the middle school is going to do something based on Footloose uh, this fall, and it'll be the first time our middle school students have had an opportunity to perform a, a musical. And so, um, again, that just fosters at a younger age uh, musical, her- a musical education and maybe a love for performing arts.
1: Absolutely. Dr. Dan joining in the studio right now talking about the Canton Performing Arts Center. Now, let's talk about some of the events that the Canton Performing Arts Center supports, the Pumpkin Festival at the Riverview Christmas Tree Farms, and also some other stuff that you guys support as well.
0: Well, we're, we're supporting by partnering with those organizations and letting people know that those are events happening in our community. The Pumpkin Festival takes place uh, at, at River. View Christmas Tree Farm, and it's the last weekend in um, September, and then three weekends in October. Uh, Festival is at Newton Hill State Park, which is in our backyard, and anytime. Uh, we can partner with somebody to bring people to our community or through our community, we want to try to do that. And plus, we are partnering uh, with our school district to support uh, the arts, entertainment, and education in our school district. So um, also we have an event that's coming up that's being sponsored by another local organization. It's called Tales from the Grave. It's going to feature six prominent um uh, cantonites from the past who are buried in forest hills cemetery and uh well there'll be six uh individuals kind of reenacting and recreating stories about their lives and what they've meant to not only canton but the history of southeast south dakota
1: very cool stuff coming up there now dr dan this could be the hardest question for you are you ready I'm ready. Can we see you up there on stage? Is there a little actor in you somewhere? Uh,
0: I'm I'm going to actually partake in the Tales from the Grave. I'm going to be Dr. Cyrus Wendt, uh, physician. Um, and so they felt it was only... I, I would understand the lingo of being a physician. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I tell people that I'm wanted in three states for my singing, so I'm not sure <laughs> you're going to see me up on stage... Um, at a musical for I but I think just I like to be behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and helping and and enabling others you know I always the other thing I always tell people is the only musical instrument I play is a stereo most young people look at me and wonder what in the world a stereo is but (laughs) uh so anyway that's that's my extent I'd just as soon promote and be part of helping others share their talents
1: Anything else that you would like to say about the Canton Performing Arts Center?
0: No, I just encourage folks to come and and see an event in there and and then follow us on our Facebook page, Canton Performing Arts Council. And then cantonpack.com is our website. And you can find out uh, about all of the events happening in the Performing Arts uh, Center. Uh, Get to the links to buy tickets if they're interested and find out a little bit more about us through those websites and that Facebook page
1: awesome dr dan thanks so much for joining us in the studio to talk about this great venue here in the sioux empire
0: Uh, we hope more people get a chance to uh, look at it and uh, interact with us in that facility
1: absolutely we'll be right back you know what really gets a party started indoor baseball yeah just find a broom or a pool cue and you can use like anything as a ball cans bottles shoes
2: hey bro toss me that avocado
0: Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn
2: more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: I'm Christine Manica and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Michelle seenan of Almost Home Canine Rescue and Dr. Dan from the Canton Performing Arts Center for joining the program today. Once again, the Day of Giving is Tuesday, November 29th and Almost Home Canine Rescue needs your help. To find out how to donate, visit almosthomecaninerescue.com. Join us again next week for another edition of Sunday Focus.
0: Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio. Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.